The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So welcome. <clears throat> Say a few words uh, before we sit together in silence. Our practice uh, depends on different uh, intentions at different times. Usually what, what gets us to practice, gets us to the meditation chair, cushion, um, is a, an interest in um, practicing for our, our own welfare and well-being, right? And it's totally reasonable aspiration for practice. And uh, sometimes that uh, we sort of outgrow that intention in a way or we no longer feel inspired to practice for ourselves and uh, then we can very consciously take up the intention to uh, practice for others and this theme around anger is a, is a good example how, how our own uh, practice in very real ways is, is a practice for others. Ultimately, it's said that there's no real distinction between practice for oneself and practice for others. Uh, in benefiting ourselves, of course, we develop the capacity uh, to hold whatever suffering is ours for it not to spill out in ways. And that in practicing for, and so this is how practice for ourselves benefits others. Practicing for, for others, practicing uh, in the spirit of generosity and compassion, um, this of course deeply benefits us. We learn to, we become sort of uh, more responsive in a way to the beauty of giving and supporting. There's this, this study that's been on my mind a lot uh, from, that was published in a in traditional medical journal, looked at about 5,000 people, uh, many of whom had, had connections with one another and so they were able to do a, uh, a, a social network analysis, which means they looked at how, uh, in this case, how happiness spread through community. And what they were interested in determining was whether the happiness of the individual had a discernible effect on their friend, but also their friend's friend, who they didn't know, and also their friend's friend's friend, right? So they were looking to see how far would this go? How far would this effect run? How big would the ripple be? And they found that uh, they could identify an uh, an effect 
of the happiness of one individual three degrees out. So that means, to you, just to use myself as an example, uh, that means that uh, my happiness affects my friend Jack, but my friend Jack's happiness you know, affects Jill, affects Tom. And so there's this, this ripple effect through the circles, right? So this is, uh, this is what the study authors say. Um, human happiness is not merely the province of isolated individuals. The happiness of an individual is associated with the happiness of people up to three degrees removed in the social network. Happiness, in other words, is not merely a function of individual experience or individual choice, but is a property of groups of people. Indeed, changes in individual happiness can ripple through social networks, giving rise to clusters of happy and unhappy individuals. So, uh, this for me really affirms the the value of uh, practicing for the the benefit of others, and uh, in an interesting way, whatever suffering is ours, our practice helps contain it. But whatever love and freedom is ours our practice spreads it. It just has that effect. The heart doesn't want to hold its goodness. So maybe tonight during the practice, you hit a point where uh, you're just kind of uh, over it and just ready for the bell to ring. And at that time, can be helpful to uh, dedicate the effort and energy of your practice to, to others. So finding a posture that feels sustainable.